welcome to Tales from the Albright, a podcast by the Scranton Public Library. Alright, hello everyone. My name is Jessica Sorrenti. I am filling in for Alyssa today, and I'm very happy to be here with Michelle. She's back. And we're going to be talking about end-of-year book recommendations. These are not books that had to have been published this year, but should have been read this year. Um, So we're going to go back and forth. I'm going to start with one, and then Michelle will follow. So our first book recommendation is One by One by Ruth Ware. It is the story of employees at a company going on a retreat to the mountains to get a change of scenery. Quickly, the mood in the chateau changes as employees turn on the founder of the company, and it gets even worse when an avalanche hits. When people start turning up dead, the challenge becomes figuring out why before there is no one left. My first recommendation is While Justice Sleeps by Stacey Abrams, who is the former Georgia House of Representatives minority leader. This was her first fiction book, and I absolutely loved it. The book tells the story of Avery Keene. She is a law clerk for one of the Supreme Court justices who is trying to keep her life together. Her life becomes more complicated when she's notified that she is now his legal guardian and power of attorney for Justice Wynne. Wynne has been secretly researching into a controversial case involving an American biotech company and an Indian genetics firm. This case also has ties to high-ranking government officials in Washington, D.C. Avery must navigate through the clues left by Wynne to find the truth. Oh, boy. All right, our next book recommendation is called Women of Chateau Lafayette by Stephanie Dre. It is the story of three women who lived and worked at Chateau de Chavanac in Avignon, France. The first woman is Adrienne de Lafayette. As the wife of Gilbert du Mortier, Marquise de Lafayette, she supports his role in the American Revolutionary War and stands by his side during the French Revolution, causing her to lose everything she has ever known as a noblewoman. The second woman is Beatrice Chandler, who founded an orphanage in the Chateau during World War I. Her first-hand experience in France results in her becoming a proponent of America entering into the war. The only fictional woman in the novel is Martha Simone, an orphan who was raised at the Chavagnac and has returned as a teacher. During World War II, she spearheads a movement to house Jewish children in the building to try and protect them from the Nazi occupation of France. This was also one of my favorite Mm -hmm. reads of the year, and it is an alternating timeline, but it's not too hard to follow like some of them can be, so I highly recommend it. Good. My next recommendation is Our Woman in Moscow by Beatrice Williams. It follows the story of Iris Digby and her sister, Ruth McAllister, who had a falling out in 1940. Iris would go on to marry American embassy official Sasha Digby. A few years later, the entire family would disappear from their London home. When Ruth receives a postcard from her sister during the Cold War, she finds herself on a trip to Moscow, posing as the wife of counterintelligence agent Sumner Fox to help save the Digby family. Oh, wow. I really enjoyed this novel as it took place during the Cold War, which Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of historical fiction lately has not been written in. No. Our next book recommendation is called A Woman of No Importance, The Untold Story of the American Spy Who Helped Win World War II, and it's by Sonia Purnell. It tells the true story of Virginia Hall, who worked as a spy under Winston Churchill's Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. 
She helped coordinate a network of spies to blow up bridges, report on German troops, arrange equipment drops for resistance agents, and recruitment for the effort. Once she became a target for the Nazis, Hall escaped to Spain. She would return to France shortly after believing that she had more lives to save and would remain there throughout the remainder of the war. That definitely is going on my TBR list. Mm-hmm. My next recommendation is Broken by Jenny Lawson. Lawson discusses her mental and physical health through humorous and heartbreaking anecdotes. Lawson tells of her business ideas that she wants to pitch to the sharks on Shark Tank and her relationships with her husband. It's a book that humanizes the struggles that come along with anxiety and depression. I also recommend her previous two books, Let's Pretend This Never Happened and Furiously Happy. Mm-hmm. I have never laughed so hard as <laughs> I did during Let's Pretend This Never Happened. My heart broke with her through her struggles with mental health. Yeah. And so I think they're really good books, especially for this time of year. Yeah, this time of year is traditionally hard for people who suffer from mental illness. So, Our next book recommendation is called Why We Swim by Bonnie Sue. She tells the story of Olympians, a swimming club in Baghdad, samurai swimmers, and an Icelandic fisherman who survived swimming in the freezing North Atlantic. As a swimmer herself, Sue explores the globe, searching for the reasons why humans swim and how it has impacted societies throughout history. As someone who spends most of the summer in a pool swimming, I definitely am going to have to read that book. I'm very interested in learning about the man who survived swimming in the freezing North Atlantic. Yes, I need to know that story. That just sounds woof brisk. Next, we have Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir, who also wrote the novel The Martian, which was turned Mm -hmm. into a blockbuster movie starring Matt Damon. And it tells the story of Ryland Grace, who is the last chance humanity has for survival. He has woken up on a ship millions of miles away from Earth with only two corpses for company. The odds are stacked against him, but with the help from an unexpecting ally, he might have a chance. This book definitely makes you suspend disbelief, but it is charming, and you are rooting the entire time, and you don't care that it is completely absurd. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. Awesome. The next book is called The Fifth Season by N.K. Jemisin. It is a science fiction novel centering around the end of the world. Essen discovers that her husband has murdered their son and kidnapped their daughter. Sans, their empire collapses as more murders take place. At the same time, the stillness, a rift in the heart of the earth, starts spewing ash that could darken the sky for years. Essen must face the reality of nations fighting over basic resources in an attempt to save her daughter. My next recommendation is The End of Men by Christina Sweeney Baird. I hesitated to read this book as it takes place when a mysterious virus hits the earth. Mm. In 2025, a virus that is lethal to men is discovered by Dr. Amanda McLean. As she attempts to warn the globe, she's ignored, leading to men dying in vast numbers. Told through first-person narratives, the novel explores the ways in which the absence of men would change society from personal relationships to political implications. Using these themes, the author creates a story of loss, resilience, and hope. And while I did hesitate, just due to the last two years with our own COVID-19 pandemic, I truly loved this novel, Mm -hmm. and it brought 
things to mind that I never would have thought before. Yeah. So for those who like a dystopian novel, this is a great one. Oh, very interesting. So our next book is called The Switch by Beth O'Leary, and it follows Lena Cotton, who trades places with her grandmother, Eileen. Lena thinks the tiny Yorkshire village is a great place to rest when her job forces her to take a two-month sabbatical. Eileen wants a change of scenery and to explore dating prospects in London. Switching roles helps each woman explore what they want out of their lives. This was also a read of mine this year, and I did truly enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I also recommend The Road Trip and The Flat Share by the same author. They're all just good, easy reads that Mm -hmm. you just sit down, enjoy, you could probably read in a couple of days. Oh, very nice. My next recommendation, and probably my most favorite read of the year, was The Personal Librarian by Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray. It features Belle DaCosta Green, who has been hired by J.P. Morgan to curate a collection of rare manuscripts, books, and artworks for the new Pierpont Morgan Library in New York City. Unknown to most, Belle's actual name is Belle Marion Greener. Her father, Richard Greener, is the first black graduate of Harvard and an advocate for equality. To avoid racial tensions, Belle pretends her complexion is due to being of Portuguese descent. Throughout her career, she became a fixture in New York City known for building a world-class collection. This was just a truly well-written novel, Mm -hmm. a lot of themes that are still uh, relevant today, and I highly recommend the novel. Mm -hmm. And in the latest novel by Susan Mallory, The Vineyard at Painted Moon follows Mackenzie Deans as she realizes that her marriage is over. The issue is that her entire life has been wrapped up in his family, his friends, and his sister. She believes she has two options. and the first one, she can continue to work at the family winery as an elite winemaker and be surrounded with all she has ever known. The second option is letting go and trying to build her own legacy. My last recommendation is Life's Too Short by Abby Jimenez. Tells the story of Vanessa Price, who has quit her job to travel the world and seize every moment she can. With a family history of dying young, she intends to live each day to the fullest. When her half-sister leaves her infant daughter in Vanessa's custody, her life takes a drastic change. Caring for an infant daughter is no easy feat, so when Adrian Copeland, a lawyer who lives next door, offers to help, she takes him up on the offer. Will she be able to return to her dream of traveling the globe? I also recommend the author's previous two novels, The Friend Zone, and Life's Too Short. Mm -hmm. The author has a special way of ripping your heart out, making you sob, and then bringing you back and cheering for everyone in the end. Oh, wow. So we also thought we'd give just a couple of honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to let you know what the title and author is and let you explore them on your own. Yes. So a couple honorable mentions here. We have Everyone in This Room Will Someday Be Dead by Emily Austin. We have Crying in the H Mart by Michelle Zahner, and this title was actually a finalist in Barnes & Noble's 2021 Book of the Year. And then there's Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. We also have The Final Revival of Opal and Nev by Donnie Walton, Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and Yellow Wife by Sadiqa Johnson. And most of these books, if not all of them, are available to borrow through 
the library system. And if you do want a copy of your own, you can go to Library Express Bookstore, which is located in the marketplace at Steamtown, second floor. Look across from Crunch Fitness, they're there. You'll actually get a 10% discount with your library card on most books, a lot of the bestsellers as well. Um, so certainly, if you're interested in any of these books, either borrow them from the library or you can buy them as gifts or for yourself from Library Express Bookstore. And uh, happy reading, everyone. Thanks, Michelle, for coming on. Thanks for having me. Hello, it's Alyssa. I would like to thank Jess and Michelle for filling in this week. Next week, we will begin our year in review, where we take a look back at the events and happenings of the Scranton Public Library throughout the course of 2021. If you have any questions, suggestions, or anything at all, please feel free to contact me at aloney at albright.org. That is A-L-O-N-E-Y at albright.org. You can also feel free to call the library at 570-348-3000. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it.